Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we have our resident Britney expert here with us, Monica. And one of the biggest things that has happened this year in pop culture is that Britney is free. Is she really free, though? And that's a good question. So that's what you're going to tell us about. So one of the things that has been going on, like, most recently was about the Diane Sawyer interview. Have you heard about that? I saw the video. I'm hoping that she really dug into her because I remember that interview. I've seen clips of the interview before, like, being played throughout this, and I'm like, we were assholes to her. Like, the media and everybody else, we were so mean to her for no reason. And so when you look back at all of this stuff, I know for me personally, as like a young woman growing up, I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that we treated this young girl this way. Because at that point, what was she, 17, 18? Something like that. And then it's like you go through your first heartbreak and somebody sticks a microphone in your face. Because she said on her Instagram how... She was kind of like secluding herself from everything. And then all of a sudden, here's Diane Sawyer in her, you know, in her living room, sticking a microphone in her face, talking about Justin Timberlake, which, by the way, fuck Justin Timberlake, too. OK, I mean, he's done he's done a lot of girls dirty. He's done Britney dirty. He's done Janet dirty. I like his music, but fuck him. I agree with you on that one. I mean, he could have. um I think he he definitely didn't respond. And here was a girl that was also in front of the media being asked, did you lose your virginity to him? Like, are you kidding me? As a normal teenage girl, I couldn't even handle somebody coming up to me being like, did you lose your virginity to him? Let alone in front of millions of people. And then he basically came out, insinuated that he cheated, and everybody hated her. <laughs> and and looking back on that, like, that's really freaking creepy. The, are you having sex? Are you having sex? Or, but are you having sex? Like, right. let the girl oh, sing and dance. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm happy he issued, like, a statement, you know, apologizing or whatever. But, I mean, even just with watching, like, the whole Janet thing that I did um, watch just a couple of weeks ago about that whole Super Bowl incident, it was, like, his team kissed ass. So he could go to, what was it, like the Grammys or whatever that year? Mm-hmm. But he had to apologize on camera, and he did. But, like, they made it like it was all her fault. Um, it was not her hand that was ripping off the costume exposing the booty. Right. So I think we have a tendency to point fingers at females more that we, than we do males. That's a whole different podcast. Okay, so let's get into the conservatorship and all of the legal stuff that you've been kind of just doing a deep dive into since I told you I was going to have you on. Okay, so I try, but you know me and my life. My notes are like all over the place. Okay, so... One of the things, and and we had just talked about this before we started recording, was there's apparently 600 and some million. I don't want to, I want to say $630 million that are kind of missing. And they're all like wrapped up in this SJB trust. And things over the last couple of years have been moved back and forth, but mainly under Lou Taylor's companies, which is um, the TriStar Entertainment. And she has her hands in a couple different other things. They gave her a court order, and she wasn't following it. She didn't want to turn over paperwork. So, and I guess towards the end of, like, you know, when everything was coming to a head and they knew Brittany was going to get her own lawyer, they started moving certain things out of one trust into another trust. And I'm not educated enough about trust to be talking about them and what they actually do. But where's $630 million of her dollars? That's crazy. So, basically, like, they, he... Jamie, the dad, was moving it around so he could still have access to it. Well, see, and that's what I said. I've heard before that, yes, like, she's free in her conservatorship as far as she can go and she can do what she wants. But when it comes to financial, her dad still had control over that. But I'm not sure if that is still the case because I do know there's been, like, a bunch of motions filed, um... There's a lady I watch on YouTube, and she is a lawyer, and um, it's called That Surprise Witness, so I would go and check her out because she is amazing, and her even her story is amazing. Like, she wasn't a fan of Britney. Uh, she had just started to hear everything that was going on, so as a lawyer, she started to dig into it. And then she found out that basically Lou Taylor was connected to all of this stuff, and it all seemed super shady. And then, you know, she asked her bosses, hey, can I do this free Britney movement on my free time? And she went all the way up the ladder. They told her yes. And, like, a couple months later, well, who's a surprise client? Lou Taylor. And... So they were trying to make her, well, will you remove all your videos of Lou Taylor? She wasn't budging at all. Um, And Lou Taylor 
wasn't a client of her firm anymore. Um, but so Luke Taylor tried to be a client to shut her up because of everything that she does. He has um, a little habit of doing that. It seems like anybody that talks about her um, on anything, she tries to send like a cease and desist. Yeah, everybody seems to get those. But her hands are so like just tied. They told her she didn't have money for Skechers. Like (laughs) this was in the video I just watched about this doctor. The um, doctor spar, okay, that told everybody at 26, Brittany had dementia. Um, he's a geriatric doctor. And at 26, that does not, that, that's not where you need to be. <laughs> also, here's, here's what's, what's crazy. So she has dementia, but she's able to hold down multiple jobs because she was a judge on, what was it, America's Got Talent? Or X Factor. Okay, I don't know what X, it was. I, yeah, I think you're right. X Factor, whatever. She she was a judge on one of those. She held a Las residency. Vegas residency. So, and she was trying to choreograph and do all of her, um, you know, all of her own, um, all of her own dances for her songs, and people kept jumping uh-huh. in. So, how do you have dementia, and how are you unable, or how are you unfit when you can do all this shit? Well, that's the thing. Like, I have dealt, and I think you have too, with people who have dementia, completely different. So, and they even released a documentary, and I forget, because it came from the Britney team. And you can hear the Robin lady. I always forget her last name. I don't know if it's Green Hill or Green something. I know her first name's Robin. Um, But they're... Talking about her schedule, this is right after they put her in a conservatorship, and she is literally training for a tour. And the, one of the days is her birthday, and, you know, people on the team are saying, well, is she going to have a problem with working on her birthday? And Robin goes, she'll do whatever on her birthday. Um I know when it's my birthday, I'm not going to do whatever you tell me I'm going to do. That's going to be my day off. And, you know, just people asking about the kids, well, what about her kids? And her dad's jumping in, I'll take care of the kids. And in that documentary, you can even hear the kids, you know, can we go down and see mommy? No, she's working. That kills me. And I think that kind of brings me to my next point of where was Kevin's better line? during this whole entire thing. I but. think that Jamie pushed him out because in reality, like, okay, I think that the whole conservatorship was started because she was dealing with some severe postpartum depression and Agreed. she was, she was losing it a little bit, but she needed help. She definitely needed right. help. She didn't need a conservatorship. She needed some mental health help, which I think that she got. And we all know that postpartum depression, when it's treated properly, it's temporary. Okay. So I think that they were like, we don't know what to do with her. She's going to spend all of her money. And then K fed is going to take all of her money. And so let's put it so she doesn't have control of anything. And then they realized how much of a cakewalk it was for them. And all they had to do was keep saying, oh, no, 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 it's for her, it, it's, it's for her own good. It's for her own good. Well, I think I, as far 
as far as the K-Fed situation, in in my eyes, I feel like, and I try to always look at situations like in my shoes. If I if if I was this person in their shoes, and I guess in this situation, you know, as much as me and my children's father go back and forth. I know that if I was in a situation that was truly bad for me, like, first of all, anything that is hurting me is hurting my children. Right. So my children's father would do everything in his power to make sure that I was okay. And I think that's where I uh, I get a little bit upset with him. Like, was he being paid off by Jamie? Um, you know, because it's like they're holding... You essentially were holding her kids against her. How much time did those kids lose that they can't get back? Right. You know, and how much damage... he They already have a restraining order against him. So how much damage has he caused along with the fact that he put listening devices in her bedroom? What? So, oh, girl, you ain't even hear about that? No. Okay, so on the latest documentary that came out, so this guy from the security firm basically confirmed, and I hope, because he said he had evidence, so I hope to God, like, it has been turned over, to her lawyer, where the, what is it, big black box security or whatever it's called, um, they had a listing device in her room, in every single room. They could hear everything she was saying, um, even on the telephone. Um, they gave her phones where she couldn't dial out or text out. She could only receive calls. Um, yeah, that's insane. Like, you can't even... Okay, and I'm just going to put this out there, but the woman, as a grown-ass woman, who I'm sure has had sex with her boyfriend, fiancé, that is recorded. That is disgusting. No matter who did it, your father, whoever, that's gross, along with the fact that you recorded every conversation she had with everybody, her children, her everything. You know, it's like she had no privacy. She said in her statement she didn't have a door on, you know, that facility they made her go into. There was no door. And there was all this staff there, and she had to change in front of them naked. Oh, my. I, I, mean, I, rem I remember reading that. Like, that is just, it makes me sad. It makes me so sad for her. And it worries me at the same time because I feel like... She has been locked up for so long, and it's kind of like when somebody's coming out of prison, you know, they're so behind. I remember when the kid's dad got out of prison, he didn't really know about, like, smartphones and how to use smartphones, you know, and stuff like that. Right. So how far behind is she? You know, in just the way of the world is now, and I'm worried about people like attaching them that are to to her that are not good for her. You know, I hope she has. I hope she picks a steady group of people. I would love to see her. Oh my gosh, with that Felicia or Felicity, whoever did that interview um, that she had before as her. Um, assistant or babysitter or whatever she was always on the road with her 
I just can't remember if her name's Felicia or Felicity. Wasn't that one of her best it. friends from childhood? Um, I don't know, because I think she's a little bit older. I have Felicity written down here. I think, um, from what I understood from the documentary, was they kind of, since Lynn couldn't go on tour with her all the time, that was her role, basically. So they kind of given her, like, the assistant role, but she was to be with her all the time, make sure she was okay, and then one of the concerts, they called her and they said, Brittany doesn't want to see you. If she sees you anywhere around, she's not going to perform. And, well, you know, and it, she said in this interview, she said, well, I'm still going and I will make sure Brittany doesn't see me. And so she was in one room and Brittany walked in and she said the whole room got completely silent because everybody knew that. You know, Britney didn't want her there, but yet Britney ran right over to her and jumped on top of her and was like, where, where have you been? I, I've, I've been looking for you, you know, and she said she realized at that point they were trying to, you know, push them away from each other. But I think she was a good, solid person in her life, and I was to get back together so she has somebody on her side that's trustworthy okay and you know what let's talk about lynn for a second i feel like jamie's getting all the backlash but where the fuck was lynn at Mm, 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 mm. didn't she write a book about you know like a like a mother daughter book and then you let your ex-husband take advantage of her and i'm sure that you know, I'm sure that she benefited from it, too. Oh, absolutely. They all did. Every single one of them. Okay, so another interesting thing that I heard in this video about this doctor, um, Dr. Spar is his name, um, and he's the one that said she had dementia at 26. He wrote some of, if not all, I missed that part, of the conservator laws in California. Wow. Yeah. He did do an interview with somebody, but he wouldn't confirm that he did an evaluation on her. However, it is in court papers that he did do an evaluation on her. When she spoke to the court, she sounded so like with it, but also so angry. Right. And if she does this interview with Oprah, which it's going to happen, I can't wait because I feel like it's all going to come out. I wish she would have picked somebody better than Oprah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really wish she would have. Like, and I love Oprah. I wish she would have picked somebody better. But I do. I want her to come full force for everybody. And even the media, and I hope that we have grown in the last, you know, 13 years, especially the media, to give the girl her peace, her privacy, like, let her live a life that she's been basically locked up for 13 years. You know, let her do what she wants to do and leave her alone. I can't imagine, okay, I can't imagine being one of the biggest pop stars in the world and you can't go to Starbucks. 
Yeah. And or buy a pair of Skechers because you don't have enough money. Or you can't go to the doctor and get your IUD removed. Right. And see, and that's why I said about her being so far behind because she kept calling her IUD an ID. Yeah. So it's like, you know, she's going to need help. So I feel bad on that end. I hope she gets the right help from the right people. Okay, so two questions for you. Go ahead. I'm trying to go over my notes. That's okay. One, what do you think of her um, fiancé? Um, I don't have an opinion of him. Okay. I don't know enough. Okay, so what's his name again? Sam something. Okay, Sam Agari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Okay. I don't know enough about him, but... I do wonder, was that not the guy that her father had introduced um, her to? No, I think that that was the, um, it was another guy that she had dated years ago who became like her manager. Um, It's... It's a different name, but it wasn't Sam. It was, I, I forget. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But okay. I see, I know there was another guy that um, was coming out before saying stuff. Um, basically saying stuff that everybody in the Free Britney movement was saying, but nobody wanted to believe him. And I forget his name um, now, but... Now everybody's going back and is like, oh, well, maybe he wasn't bad for her. Everybody was saying he was bad, but he was obviously telling the truth because, you know, as soon as Brittany spoke, they were like, oh, wow. Well, that's what he said, you know. Sam Lutfi, that's his name. That, yep, that's it. That's it. That is exactly it. So I, I don't I don't really know about I hope her fiance has good intentions. I hope there's definitely a prenup signed on that end. I don't want to see him, you know, think that they're just going to use anything against her. And that makes me nervous. So I feel like if it's a failed marriage or, you know, just something, they're going to use it against her. I feel like if he was there through all of this bullshit, knowing that this conservatorship may not ever end and she's been in it for 13 years, I think that he's in it for the right reasons. I think he loves her. It could possibly be. I mean, it it very could. I haven't really heard too much about him. So as I'm going over my notes, I wanted to point out that the old judge on the case had made a comment concerning about, like, her right to marry and have a baby. I guess that was a concern of Britney's that was brought up in court. And the old judge, the one that has now retired said you might not want to tell her of the changes that were made about marrying and having a baby the judge said that the old judge what a piece of shit right like she hasn't worked her whole life but you know but but she can't choose to have a kid or not (laughs) or get married 
you need a court order to say that you can have, um, you know, a baby. Oh, my God. So, okay, yeah. I'm trying to, like, read down, like, the forcing her meds, like, the lithium of all things, like, and you can only be on that for so long before it really actually starts to affect you. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that to scare her. She said that they ha- they took eight vials of blood a day. Like, that's a lot of freaking blood. What were they testing for? I have no idea. It never said. Supposedly, while she was in this um, facility where they watched her change um, and all of that, all the staff lived with her. They took eight vials a day, no door on the room. Um, she was never allowed to be alone. She wasn't even allowed to communicate with, like, anybody she had been to, like, AA with, NA with, none of that. Like, she wasn't allowed to communicate. Um for any of like with any of them and i think iggy azalea went on the record and said this like they came to her house and screened her to make sure that she didn't say certain things that her house was okay just for britney to come over and have lunch Mm -hmm. you know which is really weird and um i think the best thing that britney said when she made her statement was they need to be reminded they work for me and right. I thought that was the best thing that could have came out of all of it. All of them work for her. She mm-hmm. doesn't work for them. Like, and somewhere along the lines, that got turned around. Her father, her, her whole family took advantage of this situation. Her sister, everybody. When this all comes out, like when she finally does an interview and talks about everything, like... Her entire family is going down. They're not going to be able to show their faces anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of funny if uh, she bought the publishing company that did uh, Jamie's book, Jamie Lynn's book. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jamie Lynn, what a bitch. Yeah, that, uh, that's a little um, insane. Okay, so I have uh, written down on here. Um, so I told you about that YouTube lady that I watched uh-huh. um, on that surprise witness. Um, they did an interview with CNN. Um, the lady, uh, what was her name? Chloe Maylos. Um, they contacted her. They wanted to do um, an interview about the Free Britney movement. But they wanted it to kind of seem like these people were fans. They didn't want facts. Like, they wanted it to kind of, their narrative wanted to be like, oh, we're just crazy fans, you know, going crazy. But she started out the interview with, so can we all just agree that I'm not on Jamie's payroll? And even that to me, I'm like, Okay, well, that kind of makes you sound like you are on Jamie's payroll. Who just comes out in the beginning of of an interview and is like, so can we agree that I'm not on his payroll? So Chloe Mila said that? Yeah. And I guess she did go further down and, and, hold on, I can't post my personal opinion um, on the free Britney movement, like on my own personal uh, social media pages. 
it, it basically, I guess, what was her response to them. Um, I guess she, she was implying she could have lost her job if that's what she did. But still, to this day, they have never aired the uh, the interview that they did with her team about the Free Britney movement. And she's a lawyer. Um, I forget her name. The lady that does the That Surprise Witness channel, she is a lawyer. So she can pull up all the documents and read everything. I wouldn't want to go up against her. Like, she's very smart. And a lot of these people, like, they're not crazy fans like people want to believe. They're people. Oh, and that also reminds me that the um, security company, when they were having, like, the Free Britney rallies, when they were outside of the courthouse and all of that, they place undercover people in the crowds just to hear what they were talking about, to try to get some insight on what the Free Britney movement was doing, what was going to be their next step, if, it, if, you know, things didn't go their way. Like, that security company and the guy that owns it, they're just as guilty as everybody else. And this sounds like, like, like political shit, like political rallies. You know what I mean? Like, like planning people to get information and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Okay. Last question. And then, of course, we'll keep having follow-ups because more stuff just keeps coming out. Do you think that she'll ever perform again? I think when she is done with everything with this conservatorship, like when her family and everything is away from it and she has complete control over everything herself, I think she will. But I think as long as all of these people, like Lou Taylor, that Robin lady, her dad, you know, whatever, as long as all of these people have hands in her money, I don't think she will. And I can't blame her. Why would she? She's she's just making money for that. that. If that much money goes missing, you know, I I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I I think at one point maybe she will, but I could, I kind of see her being like, I'm back bitches and you aren't going to touch any of this money that I'm making this time. You know, when everything is said and done, you know, in the meantime, my only worry, and this is kind of the only time I've ever agreed with Meghan McCain, is what are they doing to her in the meantime? Right. You know, like, and I mean, the the day after her statement is when she said, you know, they need to send the FBI in and get her out now. And I kind of couldn't have agreed more Mm -hmm. because it's like, how much damage can you do, you know, in that period of time? Um, So I'm happy that she's at least where she's at now. And she's, she seems happy now. And I'm hoping that everything just continues to go in her favor. And I think her lawyer is amazing. Kind of cute, too. I'm going to have to look him up. (laughs) He's cute for an older guy. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for all of your insight and amazing Brittany information. Anything else that we need to know? And then, like I said, we're going to have to do some follow-ups as well. Yeah, not that I can think of right now, because, you know, my head is just everywhere today. But I'll probably find, like, the one piece of paper with the most important information on it in, like, an hour. That's fine, because if you do, I can always post it on social media. Yay! Yay! Social media. Like me on Facebook, The Pop-Off with Martise, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Martise M. Monica, thank you again. You are, like I said, our resident pop-off Brittany expert. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that about myself, but thank you so much. I do try. She is my alter ego. I want to be her so bad. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there.